Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. Today, we welcome back Tom from the We Are Beer Festivals and Game Over Beer podcast to discuss the ins and outs of beer festivals. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. Right, we have our repeat guest. He has braved back to come meet us again. Hello, we have Tom from We Are Beer. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for being back on. You're welcome back any time, of course. We'll we'll preface that right at the start. Um, In case people were rude and didn't listen to the last one, um, could you give them a little recap on who you are, where you come from, why you're here today? They don't deserve it, but give it to them anyways. (laughs) Yeah, so those who don't know me, I'm Tom Meyer. I'm the marketing manager for We Are Beer. Uh, we Are Beer uh, is a company that run craft beer festivals. So we run a festival, London Craft Beer Festival, Bristol and Manchester. And it's a all-in beer festival. So you just pay for your ticket and all your beer is included in the festival. Uh, I also run a podcast called Excellent Game Over Beer. Stuff. Amazing, amazing. I've got my glass as well. My We Are Beer glass. Oh, oh I should have brought mine up. I didn't. <laughs> I'm... I made sure. I'm I came the most drinking prepared. <laughs> drinking from a rival beer festival glass. That's terrible. I should have thought about How that. Oh, actually, dare you? That's it. He's got to go now. Um, terrible. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you see my, you see my one? Uh, that's from yeah. a, uh, a restaurant what? in Thailand. If you want to know what that glass said, everybody, so, go check out the video. Yeah, you're so, going to have to watch the video. I've got so many additional questions. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it is, it's a charity oh, uh, a charity restaurant. So they, 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 they hire people um, okay. from a certain industry uh, and, and get them in there and, and teach them how to... Oh, wow. Um, that's amazing. I'm going to go Google it after this now. I'm going to be like, what? But yeah, you're going to have to watch the video if you yeah, want you to find out, to find out what that <laughs> was. Go watch the video. <laughs> so, beer festival season. It is going to be... I mean, it's nearly upon us, isn't it? So I guess the, the best way to start, the question I had is like, for you guys at We Are Beer, is there really sort of a start and end, a very clear start and end to the festival season or are there things that you do to like ramp up for it like i don't really know because some people it's all year round i don't know how it works for you guys yeah it's it's funny actually we i get asked a lot like <laughs> oh so what do you do for the rest of the year <laughs> as if um you know a month before you can just kind of be like cool let's get this sorted and then uh, let's just head down to the venue and and, and have a beer festival um no it's it's, it's all year round so um you know, we we have our our festival season. Um, when the last festival ends, um, generally speaking, we're then planning for next year. So we're we're an, you know, analysing the year, seeing how that's gone, and it's kind of straight into planning. And then, you know, you've got to remember in November we have our early bird launch. So it's it's a very short window of kind of seeing how we've done, and then moving on to to the next year. Um, this year is likely to be even shorter because we're we're going to be trying to see if we can um have next year's tickets on sale oh wow like the week after the festival so it, it's really going to be kind of like a you know a, a year-round thing which I mean, it, it already is it's just the selling of the tickets really and so um yeah you know it's it it, it is hard to kind of see where the, the the stop and then the start is and it will be 
you know, even more so this year. But, you know, we do get a long, a long break over Christmas. You know, there's, there's only so much, you know, you know, especially if you think of breweries and, and stuff, everyone's kind of busy just trying to, to get through that, that busy period. So generally we, we're a bit quieter then. And then, yeah, it's, it's January. It's kind of like all go for, for what would be a launch in March, which obviously we've just recently had. So yeah, it's, um, it's all year round. I do work all year round. I was going to say uh, to clarify, I do. Yeah. I I know that, but it was the uh, <laughs> it was more that it was that more that <laughs> yeah. question of like, you know, do you have a switch on, switch off period? And it just sounds like no. Like especially this year, you're just gonna keep that party going, with the exception of your <laughs> your Christmas periods and and stuff. That is insane. That stamina that you need to do that. I feel like I'm exhausted thinking about like how much you probably have to put into it like all year round yeah i mean we've also had like some really difficult years obviously so we've had to put even more in because you know you, you've just had to we've obviously with covid we we had uh yeah we did put on the Chris, the bristol craft beer festival um but you know so much went into that the planning and and you know working with the the council there to make sure everything was safe and things like that so there was an extra level there, even though it was like less people, there was still so much work we had to do there. And then subsequently, you know, we've had, uh, we've had a cost of living crisis where, you know, people just, you know, can't afford to, you know, necessarily mm. go to the pub a lot or go to bottle shops or go to events. So, you know, we're, we're, we're all feeling it and it's, it's obviously then harder, been a harder year for us to then, you know, reach out to the audience. We've been really lucky. Obviously we've, we've, we've had um really great years but that's there's you know a lot of work has gone into that we're we're a very small team there's there's only eight of us so you know it's it's a lot um a lot to do um so yeah it's it does feel you know we're, we're kind of hoping for what a normal year might be like like it was in 2019 back back in the you know in, the, in those days those beautiful days times. um but yeah you know i think yeah, the before times, but you know, um, we, we've kind of gone through a lot. So I think, just as a team, we've kind of we're kind of used to it a little bit, which isn't not, not the best thing. But you know, it's yeah, it is kind of is which what is it is. Sort now. of like a, an average day for you, I guess. Maybe like a when you're at when you're actually the day of a festival, and sort of the average day for you when you're just actually doing the planning work ahead of a festival. Like, what do those types of days, an average day in your life? look like well uh day at the festival is very easy because my job is to get everyone there so i <laughs> definitely more relaxed at festival and i get to do the great job of saying hello to everyone and uh you know just having beers with everyone i will say uh, though because i've seen you at the festival yeah but i've seen you at the festival as we're going into the festival and i think one point I was going in because I was working and you looked like you were trying to just organize everyone to do like be where they needed to be and make sure everyone was in so it's not like I was gonna say I wouldn't yeah, say I, like, I step you, in you know, I step in every now and then you know any response like <laughs> you've definitely taken some good responsibility right. I mean if, if if any of my team are listening to <laughs> yeah, this, like you caught him just you caught him on a good day yeah just wondering I'm a bit nah. the 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 one time the one time Tom when I to do something is, is when you saw him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, obviously, yeah, we, as I say, we're a small team, so there's still, 
you know, I, I have to be available to kind of do bits and bobs at the festival, uh, you know, even to the point of like, you know, helping with wristbanding and scanning tickets, you know, I, I jump in and, and do some of that. And, um, you know, with, with, with socials as well and content, you know, more what I'll be doing this year is actually, you know, looking at the year ahead almost and, and capturing things at the festival that we want to be able to show people for the next year. Uh, it, it's it's so hard to have that in your mind because obviously, as I said, you know, after the festivals is when you would analyse it and see what worked and what hasn't. So it's hard to kind of go into the festival and be like, we need to get this content because you're like, well, we, yeah. we don't even know if that's going to work or not. So you're kind of shooting everything. And um, but yeah, like l- last year's festival, we um, uh, you might see some of the footage now. We had like a our videographer had a kind of first person view camera. So it's like a, a helmet with a camera. So it looks like, you know, you're walking around. So there's definitely more, um, definitely trying to create more of like putting people within the festival and, and experiencing it. I think um, that's always been really important. So that that was, you know, definitely something I was working on more last year. Um, but in terms of like outside of the festival, um, I mean, my job is, is kind of really broad because I look after marketing as, as a whole so whilst we do have someone creating social media content and you know we do have PR teams and that is it's, it's kind of my job to to look after those elements but then also look at other things so you know whether that's um you know liaising with um uh, someone who does our paid advertising or looking at out of home like posters and flyers so I guess different stages within the build up to the festival there'll be there'll always be different stuff so you know right now we had the launch so it was kind of getting the sites up and ready and, and making you know all the changes that need to be done there and then now it'd be yeah looking more at, at, at how we market the festival um across all those different channels so yeah it's 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 great because no you know no day's the same and no week's the same and you know the closer we get to the festival there's always things that are changing and uh you know we have to be adaptable and uh, as I said, like for the last few years, you've, you've really had to be adaptable. You've really had to kind of, um, it's been a roller coaster. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it keeps me on my toes. As a, uh, fellow events person now, officially can say that, um, I, uh, uh, I, Woo. I think an av- average day air quotes is a, is a bit of a misnomer because you never really know what's going to come your way and what you're going to have to work on today. Like in the last week, I've looked up giant scissors for cutting ribbon <laughs> at a, uh, a grand opening, barbecue suppliers, uh, how how we can get custom cut bunting made, and written three different versions of a personal blurb. So, you know, and that was just this week. <laughs> yeah, and you could plan, uh, you know, what, yeah. what your weeks no. look like, and that just goes out the <laughs> window as well. What things do you do you analyse? at the end of the season to see what you want to predict in the future? Uh, I guess some of it is just obviously yeah. what, what, what marketing has worked and, and what hasn't and, you know, what's what's brought people in. I mean, you know, something that we're, we're really big on with our festival is, is making sure that we are, we're not just talking to, you know, the craft beer geek, you know, in our, in our minds, you know, I'm not saying it's a given that those guys are going to come, but, you know, especially for, for London and Bristol that have been running for, for many years now, you know, they're, they're kind of staples. They're, they're in the calendar for a lot of people, you know, it's, it's, it's my job to get new blood in. I mean, that's yeah. what, what breweries want as well, right? They want, they want new people to, 
to try their beers and and want to get them as as fans so yeah it's um it's it's definitely looking at at that split of uh you know some of the returning customers and how how we're getting new people in um and then yeah just looking at the channels in general and just seeing seeing what's worked and what hasn't um i mean it's it's a very it's a very tough time uh, uh i don't want anyone to feel sorry for marketers but uh you know this whole thing you know the, the third party data changes and things like that it does it, it, it makes things um yeah. harder but you know it is for the better for, for people's privacy but you know there's um there's a lot of things we'll have to adapt and and, and work on but you know it's, it's all part of the uh the thrills <laughs> of is that in terms in, in terms of like the looking at the marketing that work that and what works what hasn't like at the end of a festival or an end of a season even like do you what kind of things do you use to gauge if it was a success like is it solely marketing or is it you know do you have a set target for like how many people you're hoping come there and then it you know for you guys you consider that a success if you hit that number or is it just about you know doesn't matter how many people but as long as the feedback was that they had a good time or the set amount of drinks that had been sold yeah i mean it, you know we're definitely looking at numbers um you know now more than ever i mean it, there's there's so much um costing that goes into the festivals now you know saying about cost of living crisis and stuff part of that has been suppliers you know charging more and you either have to um, absorb the costs or pass it on um, to the consumer and that you know we, we've we've frozen our ticket prices this year because we knew you know times are hard enough as it is that people don't need that you know even if it's two pound fifty three pounds you know it, it still it still makes a difference so yeah you know for us it, it, it will ultimately ultimately be how many people do come along to the festival I mean this year's focus uh, which is why we've kind of um, gone down to three festivals this year has been so that we can really grow the festivals i mean for example we probably put in as much work into beer central or glasgow as we do london and london is obviously like three times bigger and should be worked on you know a, a lot more it's because we're a small team and we're spread thinly we kind of have to work across everything so you know it's why we've taken a step back this year and looked at those you know the three bigger ones you know london obviously being the biggest and then Bristol was always, you know, we, we can't actually expand too much on that site, uh, which is great to say, obviously, and it's, it's a lovely site, you know, we can only um, expand by a certain amount there. But, you know, Manchester, we've got a lot of a lot of room there and we want to try and get that as, as big as, as London. Um, but in our minds, you know, with London, we want it to be, you know, Europe's biggest craft beer festival. You know, it's it's in our minds, we're kind of thinking, why, why shouldn't it be? Um, it's been going for long enough and... We just now need to, you know, kind of step back a bit and and look at it and and just really see how we can how we can achieve that. I'm not saying that's going to be this year, but it's you know it's a good goal to have in our mind. So, um, I mean, I think yeah. you describe Bristol as a staple, and that's exactly what I was going to describe it as. Like for me, and as a person that lives, you know, I'm, I'm close enough to London, close enough to Bristol, um, but Bristol for me is like the staple of the year i haven't bought my tickets yet i need to buy my tickets still but it's, we have to work out with our friends 
We have to no, yes. no, you don't. no you don't. We have to you work don't. out which days our friends are going, and then it's like, uh, they, are they going over the whole weekend? Are they going one session? And we basically are like, once we organise that, once my once I'm done organising my holiday, then the next thing we do is organise like, okay, Bristol's coming up. Like, which days are you guys going? Which session should we go to? Like, who's working at what session, and therefore which one should I attend? Like for us, it is a staple of the year, and like you saying, yeah, actually, you want to put tickets on sale you know the next the week after the festival's done like i know my friend group probably easily would be like oh yeah yeah i'm committed to going next year like full stop um so it's just a really smart move and i know like a lot of other people feel the same way whether it be about london or bristol or wherever when you have that i feel like those are the staples for friend groups to know that like well we're going to meet up again next year at this festival yeah. so yeah uh, yeah, you know, part part of it is you know you've just had a great time and you know you want to you want to book it in again, and you can book it at a cheaper price, you know, ahead of the year, the next year, and you know, as you say, it's getting into people's diaries before mm. other things get in the way as well, and you know, we get a lot of feedback that are like, oh, you know, I would love to come, but you know, I've, I've got holidays booked that date, and oh, I wish I'd knew, known earlier, because generally speaking, you know, it's it's November that we as I say, with the early birds, but we're thinking like, well, why the, the venues, we're, we're going to be in those venues now. It's, you know, we've, we've got that agreed. So let's just, um, let's just announce that earlier and, and make sure we're in people's diaries. Yeah, I know my group chat off. goes off. It's like, oh, the, the emails have gone out about early bird. Like I do get like group chat messages that like, oh, early bird tickets for, for Bristol are out. Like who's going this year? And that's normally <laughs> yeah. what I've got to be like, all right, go check my calendar. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> and unfortunately yeah, yeah. last year I couldn't go because it was my niece's birthday. Oof. How dare she have a birthday plan for that week? We were like, my, genuinely, my husband was full on like, we could just go to like the day part of her birthday. And, and I was like, no, like we cannot do that. We're going to the whole thing. <laughs> he was ready to skip his niece's birthday to go to Bristol. Like that's how much of a staple that, that is for us. Wow. <laughs> So as your planning is getting earlier and earlier, how do you decide on who uh, you're going to, like which breweries you're going to invite? How how does that process work? Yeah, I mean, it's getting harder and harder. You know, we, there's so many breweries, obviously, you know, just looking at the UK, you know, just, just that is hard enough. You could fill, you know, the festival three times over, um, you know, with London. But um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's partly just working out a little bit of a split we, we we always look at the local first so i mean with bristol that's very important um the bristol beer scene you know that i mean such amazing breweries anyway you know they'd, they'd been invited they would have been invited anyway and we invite them to to the other festivals as well um but we look at that first you know that part of that is just making sure you know part of what we're doing is, is celebrating beer culture and you couldn't ignore the local breweries so that's um that's how we start Often enough, it's very hard because you really take up a lot of space just with that. And you're like, oh, okay, now we only yeah. have <laughs> X amount of room left for everyone else. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit of just kind of mix and match and seeing who hasn't been to a certain city for a number of years and, you know, seeing if they want to go to there. Um, obviously, a lot of it is, is depending on the, on the breweries themselves and you know often it's just where they want to have more of an impact on on a certain city um, i mean obviously we're, we're lucky we, we picked three three cities that um you know people are very fond of um and are great beer cities so 
that's not too hard and and then you know there is space as well for people to come in and do bigger activations um you know we're still we, we we're, in, we're an invite only festival um and even with that side with kind of people who who, who pay to come along and do bigger stuff we're still we're still picking kind of who's doing that you know we we still yeah. have to make sure the beer tastes good that's still kind of like um one of the one of the key things there um i mean you know there are some people like brewers association where you know we we won't be able to try the beers but obviously there's a with working with those guys you just know the quality of the beer is going to be great anyway uh, i mean lottie does such a great job yeah. at like, getting some amazing breweries over um <laughs> you know no exactly exactly she, she never uh, so um yeah you know it's 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 tough and you know we, we get emails all the time you know smaller breweries and things that are they, they they want in and it's first thing is you know we, we say well we, we need to try your beers um that's the first that's the first thing uh but obviously the the good thing we have uh with new breweries which yeah. is a good segue <laughs> it's a segue i was just about to use so into that quite nicely i was i was literally just about to be like so speaking of quality in your selection process but no why don't you segue us in <laughs> Yeah, so we, we do this uh, competition called Raise the Bar, which is for new breweries. Um, it used to be that if you brewed, uh, if you were brewing commercially for three years or less, uh, you'd enter. We've actually expanded that to five years this year, obviously because of COVID, it kind of, it yeah. kind of needs to cover a, a, a bigger um, period of time. Um, so yeah, we have, um, we have some esteemed judges that uh, <laughs> that join us. Uh, you know, not just anyone can come along and uh, judge judge the beer. Um, I might be doing I that this Joanne, year. Yeah, might I might, you, might be uh, on that panel. Might be seeing you soon for that. Um, it's it's really weird actually. At the moment, we have um, <laughs> a lot of J's. We've got uh, Johnny Garrett, Joanne Love, Jacob Wise, <laughs> Jen Merrick. <laughs> I feel like it's the year of really the J's. Carry on with the, the J's. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, everyone I emailed about joining, I was like, we may have to change your first name and start it with a J. It would, just, yeah, you should to, just give them an assigned nickname. <laughs> like, you're Joey Jojo yeah. Shabadoo, that's you. And then... <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it, 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 it's great. I mean, there's there's so many years where we've had it where, like, you think there's going to be a shoe in. Like, you know, you, you see the obviously the beers come to us you see who's sent in and you're like okay well i i can see the four there that are, that are gonna win it uh and i think that's what shows you how important it is you know to try the beer because and mm -hmm. and we base it on the beer on the day so it could be you know there could be a brewery that we've we've tried the beers um at pubs and we've had it fresh uh, you know we've had we've had this beer before but on the day what have we received and if there's something wrong with that beer on the day then yeah. it, you know it has to be a no that that could have been at the festival for example you know so um and you know we've had some breweries that none of us knew who they were i mean um turning point when they won no one no one in in the in the judging panel knew who turning point were at the time and you know now yeah. you have them coming to all our festivals and you know having big big activations so it's it's great to see how it's gone from you know none of us knowing to, to them having you know these these bigger activations at the festival um because of raise the bar so 
uh, yeah, it's 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 also exciting for us, obviously, just to see now that we've got this bigger time frame as well. Yeah, we'll be able to see how people have progressed that have entered in previous years, and then just seeing some of the new breweries. And I, I know there's not that many new breweries that have have obviously started, but you know, there's a fair a fair few that we are looking forward to. See, uh, for anyone that sort to. of doesn't know about Raise the Bar, like how does that work? Like, do you approach the breweries? Do they sign up with you is it a blind judging like what's joanne going to be doing like and and what is the end yeah what am i going to be doing tom talk us through it talk us talk us through like the whole process of the razor bar festival from like how how a brewery actually gets into that to what happens at the end yeah um so we do open it up we have um we, we send it out on our socials and on email to let people know obviously the razor bar is happening there's some people that we're already in conversations with. Obviously, I mentioned, you know, people email us in. One of the first things we find out when it's new brewers is like, you know, when did you start? Obviously, this five-year window gives us a little bit more of a, um, a a scope to to allow these guys in. So generally, that's the first step. And then, you know, there is a little bit of, of me generally doing some research and seeing some of the new breweries. And, you know, part of it is seeing what who are people talking about because, you know, there, there are breweries that you just naturally see on socials that ha- that are being spoken about uh, that you know catch your eye so i'll do some outreach as well and reach out to those guys because not everyone's going to be you know following us or or knowing that that raise the bar um exists so uh, yeah it's uh it's a bit of both um and then yeah on the day um we basically take it we go to a pub and we have all the the cans uh or bottles uh we're going to the cellar uh, and then we kind of just try and get through the beers. We, we, we ask everyone to send two or three beers. Generally speaking, we'll, we'll try the first one. And then if, you know, if it was really good, then we'll move on to the second one. Or even you know, if it wasn't that great, we'll give them the benefit of a doubt and try another one. And then we have a third one as a backup to kind of, you know, if we need to kind of narrow it down. Um, we generally try and separate, uh, cause I mean, I mean, I think last year we had 70 or 80 people that entered. So it's a lot of beer to, to get through. Um, we started doing a thing where we kind of split the, the, the teams, the judges up and, and kind of like almost put forward, you know, five from this side, five from that side, and then everyone try those beers. So, you know, it's a, it, it's a real mix of, of, it depends on the day as well, kind of how many breweries have entered, the quality of them. Um, you know, I think one year we ended up having six winners because we just couldn't choose those like bottom two. It's like, well, we need to get those guys in. Like they're uh, the, the, they they all they all did well, so we, we just picked six. So you know, we say four. It could it could be more. Um, just depends on in terms of the quality. The quality not to interrupt, day. but just in terms of the quality. Um, like, are you looking at when it comes to like so Joe's tasting them, and is it a it is textbook what it should be for the style that's given or is there some factor of like well they've taken a style and then they've made it their own and actually it might taste really good there's nothing you know there's no off flavors there you know nothing of that but it's not maybe necessarily like matching the exact description of of you know in terms of like bjcp style guides or anything like that like does that get factored in or do you look yeah, yeah. from a technical level on the specific style um it's a it's a bit of everything really because we have um you know i said we've got jen merrick and and jager wise there you know both 
amazing brewers uh you know and to get their insight onto to the beers you know it's it is a lot more technical um and then you know johnny garrett you know someone who's great with words can really kind of um finds the right words to kind of describe what what the beers are doing but you know with, with the style generally speaking you know if, if it says ipa on it then we want it to be an ipa and ipa strength and you know if you've said it's this stout we want it to be that so you know you will be they will be judged on that and um it's not blind tasting either so we we know the breweries we, you know we we actually look at the cans and the designs as well we'll we'll have a look at you know at, at the their brand we'll go onto the website a bit as well you know where we can i think especially when it narrows down that, that becomes more of a important factor so you know we are looking at, at what what their story is and the brand as well um but i mean ultimately it, it is the quality of the beer you know we we have had some uh breweries that we thought would be a shoe in and you know we've we've tasted it on the day and it, it just hasn't been great um and it you know it's it's been weird we've all been there like oh this this doesn't taste how it how it should and you know we we have to go by what what it's like on the day um you know and it the, the other thing is you know you, you you're trying a lot of beers so you might start off you know very technical uh at the start and then kind of realize okay we've got another 30 beers to get through and it starts getting to a bit of like a one sip being like okay on to the next one uh <laughs> you know you kind of know straight away that if if, if one beer isn't that beer isn't good like let, let's just leave that and kind of let them know you know there's 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 room for improvement there like you know let, let's enter again next year if you can and we'll 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 see how you how you got on then but yeah it's it's um some years are very easy some years are very hard it's you know it's just all depending do you then on, sort on of collate answers. that feedback that everyone has does it get written down somewhere or something and then that goes back to them to say like here were thoughts that we had on it or is it just kind of an overall consensus of like high level we felt that these are the key things that stood out i mean there's some feedback that you feel like you can't give back <laughs> so you know there's some um it's hard to be honest you know there's there's some there's some people that have put you know a, a lot into it and you know they, they they might be doing well uh you know kind of locally and stuff but when you've got to remember you know with with us the amount of breweries that we work with and kind of the quality that are attending the festival that's got to sit alongside, you know, Dayers, Verdants, you know, yeah, breweries like that. You know, it's 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 not easy. So, you know, there there is constructive criticism with some where we know what they've tried to do, um, and it's been close, and we can give them a bit more of a critique of like what we think could change. There's some where you're kind of like, I don't know where to start, and you just have to kind of, you know, in a nice way, try and try and say that, you know, this. There's kind of too much going on there for us to properly give you some feedback, um, which you know it's not it's not easy. It's it's very hard. It's oh. also the job that I end up having to do <laughs> a lot of the time. So um, luckily it's all it's all on email, so it's not kind of face to face seeing their sad faces. Um, but I also so get to, like to tell the people who want. Yeah, so, you it's know, like that, you do the, to get the bad news out of the way and then be like, okay, good news, <laughs> end on a high. Or do. <laughs> compliments you do yeah. like winner yeah. some not, and then you're like winner again <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah just so i'm not bummed out at the end of it um but yeah you know it's it, it, it is hard you know it's uh I, I think um the the quality of beer at the moment is is so high that it's 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 really evident when something isn't right um i think probably 
you know, early doors, you could have hidden a lot of things behind hops and stuff. But, you know, the team that we have um, joining us, like Joanne, for example, you know, the, the quality of uh, judges means, you know, there's not much you can hide behind. We, you know, I was going to say, we'll, we'll find, find you. <laughs> we will find, we will find you. Yeah. <laughs> Just the quality of brewing nowadays, though, and the technology and the different things that people can do, like beers come a long way. So it's you know, there's it's it's different from Definitely. back in the day when you could just chuck a few extra hops in and hope for the best. I think people are also a little bit more like playful with their styles yeah. Yeah. than maybe they were in years past of like let's put it let's do something really interesting and unique and like okay maybe that doesn't always land in the way that it should but i think people are more tolerant like you okay you always have those people that are like why can't beer taste like beer and they're like just yeah it is what it is there but i think that as a whole in in the craft beer community people are so much more willing to try something that sounds like more interesting and unique that people do push boundaries a lot more and like you said there's there's so many more improvements to techniques as well that yeah i i think it would be a struggle to hide yeah joanne will find you <laughs> <laughs> i'm too nice I'm <laughs> as as part of that sort of looking into the brand do you kind of then go like is there any element of like have they had any controversies at all is there anything to be concerned about and is that something that comes in before you even accept them into the razor bar or is that something that you might like double check once that's happened or you know does that factor in at all yeah definitely so obviously we get all the information ahead of the judging so you know i'll, I'll go through all the forms you know we have all the links to you know, we've just got on the websites and then yeah, and then it's quite easy to be able to Google and, and find out or, you know, go on to craft beer groups and see what's been said about them. Um, I think, you know, when when you're in the industry, obviously you, you hear a lot anyway. So it's um, generally quite easy to spot spot some. And, but, you know, there are some on the day that, that get get through and, yeah, we have to kind of be like, well, okay, that's a, that's a no because of this reason. Or, you know, generally speaking, it's it's someone who's like, uh, a bigger brewery that have created a craft beer yeah like, like an arm of it yeah um, offshoot and then they're like yeah and they're like well does that count because it's actually yeah that brewery who'd been brewing for like 20 30 years like is that really fair to say that this is a new brewery it's new in terms of a it's been set yeah. up but is it is it new so generally speaking that's kind of more what we have to deal with we've not necessarily had to deal with a lot of you know having having a, a deep dive in them i mean maybe more this year because we're talking five years i guess when you're talking um smaller breweries i guess generally it's been a smaller team anyway so there's not been been too much um controversy with them um but yeah it's definitely definitely something we have to factor in and what's sort doubt. of the wildest like can you remember what the craziest beer that's been entered into one of the competitions was or do they all tend to go a bit like safe um, like is that it do people take risks or do people go safe i mean we, to be honest, the thing we ask them is is to send us the beers mm. that that represent you. So, we'd, we'd we'd much prefer that someone sent in a lager if that's what they do best. Like we will judge that on its merit. We, you know, just because someone's doing, you know, some weird imperial barrel aged stout. You know, I'm not I'm not saying that's an easy thing to do, but you know, essentially, if you're taking the 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 flavors from from the barrel there you've kind of created a base stout and you know as we're saying there's a lot you can hide behind 
with a lager, it's very hard to hide behind anything. See, so we we know that if it's a good lager, that's generally a quality brewery there. So, but you know, in that same vein, you could be someone who who creates barrel aged stouts. You know, we had low key enter, um, and the question there was, you know, if you if you won, like, how are you gonna yeah how are you gonna supply all these yeah. festivals? Like, you you can't. So you know, with, with those guys, you know, we generally invite them to London uh, just because we know. You know they can cater for one festival uh, obviously london being the biggest as well so it kind of fits in nicely but um yeah generally speaking we'll, we'll just we'll let them decide and you know they might throw an, an, an oddball kind of beer in there but you know we it, none of us are like being like oh it's just another pale ale or oh it's just another lager because you know that is essentially at the festival that's what people are going to be yeah. gravitating towards anyway yes the crazy stuff as well but you have to have we need to know that the they can brew and that there's a quality um quality of yeah, brewing absolutely. there for that yeah definitely um so where do you concentrate the most amount of effort in your marketing do you think i mean it to both it is getting harder and harder to kind of figure out there's there's so many things changing i mean you know i mentioned about um you know third party data you know that, that's changing how we can use google how we can use um google and facebook ads uh and then you know you've got algorithm changes just on organic socials so that's ever changing so you know there's a real mix of kind of having to keep abreast on on these changes in the first place so you're not wasting your time in certain areas um it's also not ignoring traditional channels you know the straight up flyering um leafleting uh you know we we still we still make time to go to the uh, to the different um cities and speak to the bars and the bottle shops and have those conversations because you know that's kind of like the low hanging fruit if you will you know these people are the customers that are going in are going to uh, you know are craft beer lovers you know they might know about the festival they might not but you know there's a lot of word of mouth which obviously you can't measure um there's a lot of stuff you can't measure and i think that's um it's probably one of the hardest jobs where you you kind of have to assume that you've done x so you know why has happened um i mean for the first time this year we moved into doing some um podcast advertising um so you know and and that has actually been great because it's the first time we've had people yeah <laughs> let us know they heard the ad so you know if, if someone poster, saw a poster yeah. they would be like oh yeah. i saw the poster <laughs> like yeah but you know we've, we've been on you know like um you know like off menu or adam buxton and, and you know uh, um other other podcasts like that and people are like oh yeah i heard i heard the uh i heard the advert for the festival so um you know that that's that's a new thing that we we're trying out um seeing seeing how that works but yeah it's hard it's pretty hard for me to to gauge what yeah. what one thing we're doing because it, it's my job to kind of make sure that we're all the things, yeah. covering all bases and yeah. then looking at what the new stuff is you know as i said with podcasts like it's very new for us um so we're looking at right is is that is that actually working how do we measure that you know it's that there's all those kind of questions so um yeah and i think you know a, a big thing for us this year will be looking at how we kind of retain customers you know how how do we keep getting people back what do we how do we need to communicate with them 
um, how do we get them to sign up um, and there'll probably be some more information on all that stuff pre-festival on, on what we might be doing there so uh, I was say, that sounds face. like slightly om- ominous slightly really fun <laughs> like, like the, the the face that you made I was like oh what is it I want to know I want to know <laughs> yeah it's um it's been fun uh it's yeah it's it's just it, it, there's a bit yeah a lot of work going into um into looking into this you know it's it's uh it's going to be interesting once we get it going but yeah essentially it's you know we, we want to give people as much value for the at the festival as possible and and seeing how we can be kind of part of their part of people's kind of frame of mind for the for the year as well you know we're we're in a very lucky position in the sense that we work with some of the you know best breweries in the world and we are good friends with them uh you know we want to see how we can uh work you know more more closely with those guys and and um yeah what we can offer people so um yeah, there's a, a lot happening behind the scenes. So is there any, I guess, talking about the marketing side of things, like, are there any sort of trends that have influenced, like, how you've chosen to do this marketing? Or even about, like, choices that you've made for the festival and, you know, the beers that you pick for the festival and, and all that? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's very easy to be like, okay, we know everyone loves Verdant, we know everyone loves Daya. You know, we, we have, like, a list, a hit list of, like, well here's everyone's favorites and what 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 festivals can they come to um obviously it's it's a bit hard this year where everyone's kind of you know looking at their marketing budgets and trying to work out you know where best to spend and um which is why you know we we increasingly are looking at how we target new audiences um i think something that's always been really important with the festival is about the celebration of beer and that does include people that aren't in the craft beer bubble so you know, it's it's important to understand that we are a very small percentage, and you know, everyone who's talking about craft beer on Twitter is the minority. There's a majority out there that are drinking Camden and Beavertown week in week out and consider themselves a craft beer lover. You know, that's that's their that's their and 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 Brewdog and you know drinking Punk IPA like that's their that's been their gateway in. So you know, it's kind of my job to see how do we get those guys along to the festival. How do we get them? to see there's a lot more out there um i mean obviously you know how craft beer has expanded in in supermarkets has been one way that obviously people are seeing different brands now that they wouldn't have seen uh before um you know there's the pubs obviously are going to dominate on 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 certain breweries you know beaver town being one you know they're absolutely everywhere across the country at the moment so you know in my mind, it's like right. Well, if you got Beavertown at the festival from from you know the people outside the bubble from their point of view, they're like, oh, Beavertown there. That must mean all the other breweries are great. Yeah. Whereas we'd see it the other way around. <laughs> oh, You'd be like, oh, look, look at Beavertown trying to to stay like crafty. So you know, I think there's there's a kind of mentality shift that needs to be had when you're trying to understand that how you're gonna get a new audience in. Um, so yeah, you know it's 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 very interesting right now to to especially have that that kind of frame of mind of you know what what is the new craft beer drinker like where where are they drinking beer where are they finding it you know that used to be a very easy question to answer you know at the start of of the craft beer festivals uh, now you know it's craft beers everywhere it's it's become popular culture so you know it's how, how do we 
how do we find those people? I mean, it's still shocking to say, you know, London Craft Beer Festival is over 10 years old and there's still people who have never heard of it and have been drinking craft beer. You know, th there are people out there, obviously. So, yeah. whereas for us, it seems so obvious that, you know, of course you're going to go here. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a big part of it is just how you how you find those audiences. So let's let's go right back. How did you start your craft beer journey while we're while we're looking at that sort of thing and how people get into craft beer? So with me, I, I guess it was it was always going to be via marketing that I was going to get in. Um, my background is um, journalistic. I, I I did a master's in journalism and but came back to London when there was no journalism jobs. You were just working for free um, at different publications and and. You know, they'll say, oh, it's an internship uh -huh. that could lead to a permanent role, but they'd be, they'd be um, interviewing new applicants while you're still there. So you're kind of Ooh. like, oh, okay. Um, so I kind of shifted um, my like knowledge base a bit to, to social media, which was very new uh, back then. I kind of always used to kind of joke that I was like writing mini articles. <laughs> That's how I kind of saw uh, social media. And then... Um, yeah, eventually just uh, kind of like managed to, to find my way into a social media position and then just kind of had to learn uh, as, as I went along um, with, with marketing, worked in all different industries and then eventually got to a point where I thought, well, I could probably have a look at some of my hobbies now and and find a job that I, you know, work in an industry I actually want to wanna work in. Um, so originally that was, uh, I worked for a street art company. So street art is, is one of my, um, other passions. So very lucky to find probably like one of the only, I was going to say that's gotta be so like <laughs> to do, to do like marketing for yeah. street art or social media for street art. Like that has to be yeah. one of the most <laughs> niche things that is amazing. I mean, I think I, I remember seeing the advert and being like, <laughs> how that's did amazing. I find this? Like how? How is this even possible? So yeah, and then um, at the same time um, as I was kind of into street art, I was into craft beer as well. And actually at the time I um, I started working uh, part-time in a bottle shop and that was pretty much just so that I had money that I could spend Dangerous. on beer. <laughs> so yeah. I was earning the beer, sorry, earning the money to then and hope to you spend get that there discount. on the beer. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, get get the discount. Get my money back. Get the discount. Run up a tab. <laughs> and then be like, get paid. Deducted from my paycheck. I that's all my money. Just have it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's in my hand. Here it is back. Um, yeah, and then you know from that I just I gained so much knowledge about beer and you know you learn so much from the customers as well. You know there's there's people there that were more knowledgeable than than me and. The good thing was I was just able to learn from them and pass on the knowledge, you know. And you know, you you start to you start to find out this brewery does this beer very well, or this is new for this brewery. And you know, uh, we'd we'd obviously try some of the beers as well. You know, as I said, I ran up a tab, so you know, you'd have locals in, and you'd you'd buy a bottle, you'd pour it out, they'd give you some of theirs, and um, it, yeah, it was, it was really great. And then yeah, basically the um, there was a role for We Are Beer came up, similar to. The street art kind of uh job being like <laughs> I get to is do this, this? Real? yeah is this cool it's really a job yeah um the funny thing is actually the the oh. job i applied for i didn't get with we are beer um but during my interview i 
I'd kind of obviously spoken about my experience. It was, it was a content kind of writing job more than anything. Um, but I spoke about kind of all these other kind of marketing kind of things that, that I was, that I said you should consider to build on. Uh, so I basically had a job created for me based on kind of the Amazing. interviews. So it was, um, you know, it was, it was, it was great. Like, you know, that, mm. you know, very rarely happened. So it was great, um, when it did and, it's actually coming up to my wow. final year of work anniversary. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think I'm thinking about about two weeks time. So, um, yeah, you know, it's been it's been a journey, and you know, it, it started off just you know learning marketing in general. Like, what does it mean? What are the different kind of elements of that? I mean, I didn't I didn't have what people have now, where you can kind of where there's so you can chat so GPT. What do I need to see? Like <laughs> Oh, exactly. Tell me what yeah. I need to do. Yeah, yeah. what is marketing? What is marketing? Teach me SEO and all yeah. that. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't type that into. To, what you know, what is my what, job? What is marketing again? What's I often my job? ask, "What is my job?" So. Um, I mean, it, it is scary. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, it is scary with stuff like that. You know, you, you, not, I'm not saying how easy it is because it, you know there's still elements that you have to add in there. But you know, I I remember when. Um, Oh, yeah, I was stuck on social, and it was just like I can't believe some of the things I was I was posting for companies back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's just what was done. Like it's nowhere near what what is done now. Um, so you know, there's a lot there's a lot where you just have to spend some time as well, just seeing what's out there. You know, sign signing yourself up to so many different kind of uh, newsletters, and you know, trying to get into some seminars, and and you know, obviously we've been lucky that th- the one thing that COVID did bring was that loads of people using zoom and doing all these kind of webinars and stuff a lot more it's very kind of commonplace so it's it's a lot easier to to learn about about stuff now than it than it ever was without kind of having to get qualification um but yeah essentially i just had to learn on the jobs and then you know worked in the bottle shop to get my knowledge up about about breweries and i, I guess it was the passion really that that without that that there wouldn't have been i wouldn't have got this job either you know that that's that's part of it so I guess yeah, you have to you have to be passionate as well. And, as and what would you say was the beer that? Or two questions really. What was the beer? Doesn't have to be a craft one that set you down the path of of wanting to get into craft beer, or, or led you down the path that ended you up with craft beer as like the drink of choice. And what is going to be the beer you use to celebrate your five year work anniversary? Oh, good question. <laughs> oh God. Because I too, I, I, I too have that. a journalism I background. <laughs> I've got all the questions. Damn <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, what first got me into, well, beer in general. So, I mean, probably from uni, um, you know, where everyone else was going out drinking, like, VKs <laughs> and, like, one-pound bottles of Carlsberg or whatever it was. Uh, me and my mates would be down this, like, local pub quiz night where they'd have... Um, they'd had like the, this is in Swansea uh they'd have like their normal like brains kind of beers and cask but there'd always be one guest one at the back and basically we just drank that whatever it was night. yeah so whatever whatever that guest beer was that's what yeah even if we didn't like it that was the beer that we had so yeah pretty much every week you know you, you're just trying all these different beers different styles I mean generally speaking it was like a light hoppy beer sometimes it was a, a like yeah. a light stout which threw us off a little bit you know back then um so that, that probably kind of got us in into that mindset yeah. especially with the the hops 
uh, having that in mind. And then it, it probably was Punk IPA that probably then, you know, in terms of like um, trying a beer and just getting that explosion of hops and being like, oh my God, what is this? And then kind of seeking that out and learning more about that, you know, le- leads you on to like, you know, to think, mm. obviously, Jaipur is, is kind of like, you know, the, the, the grandfather of uh, Punk IPA, you know, that's kind of where that's come from. So, you know, learning a bit more about that and then, um, you know, going to going to beer festivals um you know i i, I remember um going to craft beer rising as it was called then and walking up the steps and seeing tiny rebel and trying to stay puffed for the first time and being like oh my god <laughs> what is this is this this is a beer uh and yeah just been absolutely blown away with it um but yeah i've, I've, I've gone definitely gone full circle now where like uh you know it's it's <laughs> Colonel table beer in in the fridge, or you know, um, yeah. like a lost and grounded Solid. lager or something. Like it's <laughs> it's um like like fridge fillers in the sense of like yeah. you just want them in your fridge. I'm all so the glad because I've there. used fridge filler to describe like something that I would just have sort of like in my fridge that I can just grab and have and not be like oh I need to do tasting notes of or i need to like i really want to take in all the flavors of this it's the first time i'm having it like fridge fillers for me is something that i know mm. that i can get repeated like it's something that i know that i can go yeah. to the same place and get it as a core range beer or something similar that even if it's not core range officially you know they're always brewing it um and that's something that you go back to when you want something easy when you're having a barbecue or you're having friends around or family and you don't want to have to be like exactly let yeah. me take in all these flavors and have everyone make fun of you and <laughs> well i i only i only heard it as like the negative in the terms of like fridge filler oh, as in it's no, i view it in a like in the yeah. i've never heard like, it that way because i've always used it in the drink. like oh no this is the one that i want like to standard, like go back yeah, yeah it's same. standard beer you want several of it in there and i, I was like wait i've been marketing have i have i been marketing this <laughs> think, wrong yeah. the whole time no i think i've had have people I said fridge, filler? Said fridge filler before as well in in and it got like negative responses to me saying that and then i didn't i'd never heard of it being used in that negative way so i was sort of like what would you like why is everyone reacting yeah. so poorly to it like this is a it's a positive thing like i like they're like oh so you don't like why don't you like that beer i was like what do you mean yeah. like I, I do like it that's why yeah. it is a fridge filler for me because i really yeah. like it that's yeah. why it fills my I'm fridge buying it again <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah, and then, celebratory oh, what, what five year work anniversary yeah. beer what have i got if it's as we can even say like in your in um, you don't have it on you right now but like you're gonna crack it open. Yeah, to well, I tell you what, I would like. I think it's, it's like it's it's obviously really well. It's very hyped, and um, I still mm. haven't had Pliny the Elder. So I think that would be, if I got my hands on that. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd be disappointed because it's got so much hype to it now. But um, I think that that'd be good to have. But I, I've got some bottles of um, Cantillon that I've had for years now as well. Um, that'd be pretty nice. pretty good to open or. Um, uh Nath, their rhubarb one was is is one of my favourite beers. Um I'd I'd love to get my hands on that and uh and have that. that yeah. We we had beer. Pliny and uh We did. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say anything about it because I don't want to influence like if you get it, I don't want to influence you either way. Um but yeah, we, we had it. <laughs> and uh yeah, that's 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 all I'll say about it. <laughs> because I know that we would get uh It's a well made beer. Feedback. 
It is, yeah. It's a well-made beer. It is. I think it's, it's obviously yeah. got to a level for a reason. Like, it, it, no, it's not going to be not. a bad beer. I think for me, it's just... it's right. just because it's so hyped I mean, up. Uh, when you see the I mean, pri- when you see the price the... point of like yeah, what, exactly. it, what it costs when you're actually there, and then what it costs when, and I'm not saying it's unreasonable because yeah. the shipping costs and everything else, like taking out the reasoning behind it, but just when you're looking yeah, at yeah. those two price yeah. points, and then how people talk about it, mm-hmm. and they talk about it like in a, it is a life changing experience having it and that is like the way that some people have sort of like described it is like it is revolutionary it's so amazing above and beyond and i think that for me is sort of what had me going in with a certain mindset on and it's definitely like a really well-made beer but i think i just didn't have that experience that people were telling me that i was gonna have and then that almost made the experience worse than it would have been had i had no comments on it yeah if you'd never heard of it yeah you've never heard of the beer and just gone and tried it good yeah i really like this yeah that'd be quite a good way of someone doing it yeah be drinking it being like oh oh this is really good (laughs) oh it's plenty (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's that's it that's it (laughs) someone needs to like be like mystery beer time and then just give you one Yeah. So what is this? Like, yeah, this is terrible. They're out, like, that's Blindy, don't you dare. You're like, oh, God. They're going to revoke my craft beer geek card. What have you done? <laughs> yeah, get out. You're out of the club. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny now, especially when you've got so many great UK breweries right. creating all these different styles. Like, there's, there's, it gets to a point where like, you don't need to look to the US to get these beers in. I, I understand for some people it's a, a box ticking exercise and it is the hype, but if it is about the flavour and about the, the kind of type of beer, there's UK equivalents that are doing doing great stuff that you, you don't necessarily need to, to look that far afield. I, I get it when we first yeah. started in craft because we were slow, obviously, to, to come into it. So obviously there's going to be loads of breweries like Pliny that, at Russian River that that have have made that kind of um, reputation for themselves but and i imagine I think, if you're there drinking you know, it fresh right. as well it's probably if you're like... having it at the source and it's you know an experience an experience you're yeah. on holiday you're at you're, you're at the tap room you're trying it like you're having it fresh off of you know straight out the tank or the bottle or freshly made like that's going to be a completely different for different experience from a bottle that's traveled a long way to get here yeah and not and not kind right of, you know you don't know how it's got here has it been anything? cold it's changed just, was it in somebody's you know, suitcase yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, going exactly. back to about you mentioned in like you know the festival's kind of also adding to that experience of how you got into craft beer what is the first festival that you remember going to it doesn't have to be like craft specific but beer festival in general yeah the, the, the first one was at swansea it was the swansea um like camera like beer festival um and yeah we we just loved it because you just had all these there, there was still crazy beers within cask i think people forget you know it's not it's not just you know craft beer that's come along and, oh, and yeah. <laughs> chucked weird adjuncts into beer it, it's been happening in cask for a long time so you know i think it was the first time we had a um a barley wine <laughs> and we were like what is this and like pretty sure it's like one of the last oh. drinks we had so can you imagine yeah. like you've just had you've oh. gone through a beer festival and then you've just gone for this barley wine and you're like we can't get rid of it like we have to drink it and it's like 
you know, 12% or whatever it was. Um, but no, it used to be like a, a regular thing. Um, what, me and my friend, also called Tom, this group of us <laughs> all called Tom. Please tell me you have like a group chat name or something like that. That is like, oh my God, that is Tom's on tour. Yeah, we're, we're just, we're, we're Tom's on tour. My dad's name is Tom. Yeah, can he join Tom's we, on tour? We do this, he can... I mean, technically, anyone who oh, joins okay, us becomes yeah. an honorary Tom. Yeah. So, for example, one of the Toms. <laughs> We've is got a friend like that whose name uh, is not and... what we call him. It, what one day we just called him. Yeah. Uh, my husband and their friends just started calling him Steve. He's Steve now <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> yeah, but we we've done it before. We've met people out, and then we're standing we're standing in in the right way. So they were like, "Oh, what's your name?" Like, "Oh, I'm Tom." Like, "Oh, what's your name?" Tom. Like, "Oh." <laughs> Tom as well. You're like, oh, I bet this guy's called Tom. He's like, no, I'm Aaron. And then just, just, just. No, I'm the, Aaron, uh, but you should call me Tom. Yeah, just call me Tom. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, also I'm, Tom. Everyone, everyone is, a, everyone's oh, a Tom. That's great. Everyone's a Tom when, when, I love when that. it happens. So yeah, yeah me and me and one of the, me and and uh, one of the Toms were the founders of of Toms on tour, and um, yeah, so we went together to to the the, the Swansea um, Camera Beer Festival, and and that that's kind of like where it all started, and then. Yeah, he's also who we went to the quiz with. So, and also to the Craft Beer Horizon where we first had that that um, stay puff. So, you know, it it has been you know having a, a mutual friend there and having that interest, and then both of us like you know being like, oh my god, have you seen this? Oh my god, like let's go to this. Um, I mean, he actually ended up a year a year after trying to stay puffed. He worked for Tiny Rebel from there, so it was like yeah. a really nice like like weird way of how. And actually, three of three of the Toms at one, all the Toms, not Aaron, all three of us worked in beer at one stage at the same time. So it was, um, you know, it was really weird like to kind of have that. I feel like this could be a whole podcast. Um, this could be another podcast you do in the making. Toms on tour, Tom's on tour. or like cra- crafty, right, or like it, crafty it, Toms it, it, on the other tour. One first, so. <laughs> and it could be, and it could be like a short, yeah. like a just through festival season. <laughs> Or, or just keep having it. Oh, yeah. Tom, what do you think? And everyone yeah, putting so, in. So, all Tom, the time. tell me how you feel. And everyone's like, well, actually, oh, no, they were talking. Who? Who? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Tom, that you're actually, mute. Which, that which really Tom? tickled me when you said um, Tom's on tour. <laughs> That's such a good name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, everyone, everyone became a Tom's on tour. That was Tom, it. Tom's if you were with us, you became a Tom. <laughs> yeah. Um, we all lived in different cities as well. So, I, I was in London. Um, Tom was in Bristol. Uh, Tom was in Swansea, and then honorary Tom the was in Cardiff. Like, so. like, and Tom was there. And then you also moved there. Yeah, yeah. We were just carbon copies of each other. Um, so yeah, we got to like experience like each city, and you know sometimes we we would go to another city, like, you know, not one of our home cities, and 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 try the beers there as well. So you know that that was a that was definitely another reason why I probably. Uh, became more knowledgeable about beer as well because we just you know it, it was a it was a reason for all of us to get together and it was a good way of us to you know try new beers and, and always have that kind of talking point um yeah. i guess just to bring it back to what you're talking about this you know these festivals being a staple of people's season what do you think sort of makes the we are beer festivals like a staple in people's beer festival season like what like Talk about all the things that you guys are doing so right that you think makes it that staple. Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the one of the first things is, is it has to be the, like the quality of, of of the beer and the breweries that come along, and it, and actually having the brewery teams along themselves. 
uh, I think people don't kind of understand the value of it until they don't see it. So, you know, you, you go to some festivals and it's like just teams of volunteers. And I think there is an, there is an aspect of it where, you know, you know, there are obviously a lot of knowledgeable volunteers. Um, you know, I know some festivals that, you know, people kind of have to have a certain level um, of knowledge there. But more or less, a lot of the time, it's someone kind of coming up saying, I want this beer, it being poured, passed over. And then that's kind of the end end of that. That's that's how that person is interacting with the, with that brewery. Whereas with us, it's we think it's important that you can speak to someone there who's part of the team or the brewer themselves or you know the founder and talk about the beer and, and then tell you about the beer and you know and they'll be like, oh, you've got to try this one now and you know just getting a bit more of a relationship with the breweries and and you know part of that has to come through us having the all-in model if um if it was a tokens based or you know pay pay to go around you know it becomes transactional and it means the brewers concentrating on getting the payment through or taking the tokens how many tokens that person's giving me and their mindset isn't on you know talking about the beer they're just selling the beer that's 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 the important part if you take that away it means the breweries get a chance to talk to people and learn you know from from people what they think of the beer and and just be able to, to, to sell themselves as well. I think it's, it's such an important element um, of the festival is, is just to have have those people there and, and not have to be transactional. And you yourself as well, you know, if you've got tokens and you're looking around at what you want to get, you know, you're like, oh, will I like that beer? Is it worth getting that beer? Oh, is that too expensive? Whereas with, with our festival, you kind of, you know, you rock up, you've, pay, you've already paid for it and you might have paid for it so far in advance, it, you see it as free. You know, it gets to that point where you're like, <laughs> oh, everything's free. <laughs> like, I forgot about the, the 50 pounds I spent earlier, but everything's free. Um, and, you know, it, it, it happened for me when I, the first time I went to London Craft Beer Festival, when it was at Oval Space, uh, at the time I didn't like sours. I, I, I just didn't understand sour beers at all. But I finally, I had this opportunity where I could like, I saw one, I was like, oh, that sounds quite interesting. I got to try it and I didn't like it. I, I threw it away. But then, you know, there was something there that I was like, oh, well, let me try this one. And by the end of it, I, you know, I, I slowly got to enjoy sours. And that, that never would have happened if I had tokens or if I had to pay for it. I would have seen a sour and be like, there's no way I'm trying that. There's, there's like, why am I wasting my money? I'm not going to do that. So that kind of idea about discovery is, is really important as well. So both from the brewer's side of you know, their point of view of how they can interact with you, but also from from you taking that transactional part away is really important and then you know the other thing i think that's that's important for us is how we kind of view ourselves as being more than just a beer festival you know like the the food offering is is really important to us as as is the entertainment like you know creating the right the right vibes is is really important to us so you know uh, you know i think food for us is definitely secondary and it's it's almost like trying to we know that there's a craft beer audience out there that aren't into all the kind of you know all the breweries all the craft beer breweries but food is universal everyone knows food and wants wants good food so that's important instead of just having like oh here's a hot dog here's a ham you know here's a burger you know really looking at at brands that people love and that they want that they're happy to see at these festivals um that's really important as well so it's just creating that creating actually creating a festival as opposed to a beer festival i think that that's kind of yeah the, the the takeaway 
So, if you could build your most perfect beer festival, how would you do it? You're already doing it, right? We're already doing it. Your personal perfect beer festival. (laughs) I know BR Beer is the perfect festival, obviously, but what tweaks would you make to it to make it absolutely perfect for you? What's like the top five breweries that you'd be like? I think these on my bar. I think I think it would be, yeah. I think it would be close to what we're doing with London Craft Beer Festival in the sense of having like these little rooms and these like bits to explore for, for me that's what really makes that festival it, it it's kind of uh, i've described it to someone before as like it's almost a bit is, like yeah. secret cinema in the sense that everyone goes along they've all gone to the same festival yeah. but everyone's had a different experience because this person has found this brewery in this vault and someone's gone yeah. over someone turned left and someone turned right you know and then they've gone upstairs and this person's gone down there so for me that's important i think it it, it kind of like that element of discovery of what we're trying to do with beer and having that with the venue you know that's in in essence what all of us in craft beer are like looking for it's 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 that excitement of finding finding stuff so um yeah i think it definitely have that that element of it the five breweries i think it's so hard to choose um it's just so many we work with so many breweries as, yeah. as you can imagine like we work with so many breweries well, this is like to- tom's um, on tom's on to tour festival five. like these are going to be the top five breweries that represent tom and the tom's on tour <laughs> yeah this tom, is the tom's tom, on tom tour tom. bar uh, <laughs> well i definitely i definitely have the kernel Solid. on there without a doubt i mean yeah that's like i think for me, the start of the festival, that's generally a, t- a table beer is what I'll start with. I um, find it very hard not to not to start with that. Um, what else would we... Um, you know what, I might pick from different some of the different cities that we have. Wiper and True from, nice. um, from Bristol. Excellent choice. Uh, such yeah, such lovely right. guys and just... Phenomenal. on cars. Oh yeah, I mean, mm. for me it's the... Um, oh, the, yes. The Plum Porter over Christmas um is is yeah i absolutely love that but um weirdly actually i, I just had the mm. uh, non-alcoholic lager recently and that was that was really good uh it's called tomorrow that was uh really really good i really enjoyed that but you know they they just make solid beer uh you know it's not a style really that they don't do well and, you know we've had the pleasure of um you know creating some festival beers with those guys as well so we've, we've created some some crazy stuff there as well um then i'd probably have track and i'd probably have sonoma both keg and cask nice so you like that, a good comparison you can do the whole that's fun that's gonna draw people in yeah i mean i yeah i yeah. think it is on cast for me i think it's i i think i, 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 I don't know if it's post-covid like i feel like everyone has like gone back yeah. to like romanticizing of casts because we, we hadn't had it for so long um so yeah for me like sonoma on cask is um is the top one um then where should we go next let's go uh, so we've done london done bristol done manchester um trying to think of others that i've really enjoyed recently well i did mention cantillon earlier i mean that is yeah you know, I, I mentioned naif like that is the first time i had that beer this was with one of the Toms again. Um, we we did a trip to Bruges. Toms on tour in Bruges. And, um, nice, nice. Yeah, 
Although yeah, just Tom just Squire the founders, it was just the founders. Uh, <laughs> The, yeah. the, the AGM, just the, just the founders. Exclusive, uh, this is exclusive Tom's um, only, guys, sorry. I don't think the other Tom's realise that there's another, yeah. there's a separate Tom's on top. It's okay, they don't listen yeah. to this, it's fine, it's fine. Um, no, no, no. Uh, even if they do, I'm, I'm sorry, it happens, get over it. Um, Founder perks. But, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I think we st- we stumbled upon Cantil by mistake, because kind of like we... Yeah. Obviously, you go into Brussels, and then from sure. Brussels you go on, onwards. So, yeah, and I think we just had some time to kill between trains. And obviously, where you go yeah. in from Brussels is right by Cantillon. So, um, yeah, I think we we just decided, well, okay, well, we've got some time. There's a there's a brewery here. Let's go check it out. And just being absolutely blown away because, like, nothing like we'd tasted before. Um, and, like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they should serve... <laughs> They should have like Rennes yeah. available or Gaviscon uh, as a separate like business. Brand uh, their own. Uh, so much there. money. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, by the end of it, we we just like we just wanted to drink more, yeah. but we actually couldn't. Like it just felt like we were. Yeah. I never used to get acid, acid reflux, now. and now I feel no. like I have like two beers, and I'm like, oh my god, everything hurt. Like if it's the right beers and they're high acidity levels, or it's like something really really nice like that i'm like oh yeah. i'm enjoying it but it hurts so bad <laughs> yeah this uh, my, my festival bag now it's it's painkillers and uh i call them zelwigers uh rennie rennie zelwigers um that's always in the bag it's like two yeah, days later and i'm happen. like why it's is it still happen. here <laughs> stop yeah it's still there yeah uh and then what else what other brewery would i choose this is one of those weird things where it's hmm. like pre-festival. Right. <laughs> haven't, we haven't been to a festival yeah. for a while. Trying to think of who who goes. I tell you who I'm I'm excited to have back. We haven't had for a ah. while is um, Duggars. Nice. Because um, obviously, like yeah. you know, Brexit, it's COVID, harder, everything. Like yeah. it's it's been hard for breweries to kind of Great come back over. Um, Duggars were a, yeah. were a regular to our festivals, so um, it'd be great to have those guys back. I mean, they they were like. In terms of like European breweries, they were definitely one of the ones that I was like um, really excited about trying. And then actually, I will add one more, and it, that would be uh, Lervig, because that yeah. was like ju- I think I was actually in Norway when I found out I got the job. Amazing. Uh, with BRB. Um and my Lervig hat I bought from the brewery, and that's like I, I you know, one of those kind of things. Like, yeah, it's the first thing I had when I kind of found out i got the job oh, so maybe yeah. i should have a work anniversary yeah. should be lovig yeah for sure oh yes my God. that one is so good so good so good <laughs> like, honestly yeah i will i will say one story actually when i was in norway um there was this one bar that everyone kept telling us to go to they're like you'll find the best of norway beer all in here this was in in Stranger. Um, you have to go here. It's the middle of nowhere. Um, we get there and they're, they're having like a, a birthday party. And the theme <laughs> of it was UK beer. Oh, no. So all the taps. Oh no. All the taps were UK breweries. They even had, um, they had oh. uh, London Pride oh. on cask on as well. Oh, so no. uh, yeah. obviously I, I had that as a joke. Um, 
But I had that was the first time I had three beans dealt. It was a bottle. <laughs> I love the, the idea that you had gone <laughs> yeah. to the middle of nowhere and right. then you're like so excited, like the what's going to be here? Norwegian and then they were like, London Pride, <laughs> London Pride on cars. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, what do you recommend? Oh, just got London Pride <laughs> what? on. Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> what, what, what non-UK beers? Like, ah, oh, sorry, all UK not beers. Today. <laughs> not today. Not yet, not today, buddy. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I guess my final question is: Is there any advice you'd give to anybody that was looking to do a similar role to what you're doing? Is there any skills that they should? go out if they're looking to reskill or if they just think that what you're talking about sounds really cool and they want to get into it how do they go about it top tips yeah i mean i think i touched on it a little bit earlier i think you know you, you have to be passionate about it and i mean i know it's very easy to say you know oh i'm passionate about something but i think it, it, it it's very clear when someone is like when they're you know investing a lot of time I mean, for, for example so i'd started my um with the street art company I worked for, I had my own street art Instagram. And I would just go around, um, when I went on holiday or around London, I'd take pictures of street art and, and upload it on there. And I, I've still got a sizable following considering I haven't <laughs> uploaded anything since 2017, I think. Um, and then I did the same for craft beer. I, I had I had my craft beer Instagram and that's where I put all my craft beer things. So, you know, there, there's ways to show that you're passionate and I, I know everyone's got socials and I know everyone's you know on it and, and sharing stuff but I think that that was definitely a clear indicator I think for, for them that I was kind of in, in both those roles that I was you know I had the knowledge because I was I was writing about the beer and I was showing you know I knew the brewery and the street art I knew the the artist and things like that um and then yeah I guess you know it, it I would say right now it's, it's harder <laughs> to understand the world of marketing like it's it's not something that you can just like go to a shop and pick up a book because that would be out yeah. of date you know by the time you get home um to read it so um but we, you know we're, we're really lucky that we are at a stage where there's so many things on youtube for example um that teach you so much stuff uh, on there but then i think a company is always still going to want to see some form of qualification you know i'd say i was very lucky that i managed to kind of wangle my way in early doors with a journalism masters you know that that i'm not saying you have to go out and get a masters but there are marketing courses by um, lo loads of different people now that you know some of some of them are expensive because they really you know they are kind of at a university kind of level but i think even if you started off small and and did some of the ones you know i know i know hootsuite had some qualifications and, and google have some themselves and facebook some simple stuff like that certificates to start with and just build on that uh, and then there are some cheaper um there are some cheaper marketing um, courses as well just so you can have something on paper but i think what someone really wants to see and what i'd want to see when I'm, I'm hiring is i want to see examples i want to see what you've done to do x so like if you've worked for x company i want to see i don't want to just see in writing that you've done x y and z like show me how you've done it and if you if you can't then go out and 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 do it you know with beer you know take a can and show me how you'd um sell it you know not i don't want to be like the whole <laughs> yeah. here's a pen sell it to me kind of thing but you know it's there's a there's a little bit of like you just want to see even if it's not great you just want to see that someone's got the creativity there to kind of go out and, and do stuff i mean you know uh, uh, there, 
marketing is definitely split between kind of being creative and, and having that side but a lot of it you still need that data and, and analytical side which is what you get from um as i said like, like those courses and and looking at youtube and stuff like that there's there's still going to be an element of like admin that isn't fun but there's fun in learning from the data as well there's so much you take away from that that then feeds into your creativity and, and helps you learn that so yeah it's very convoluted but it's it's you know i guess there's an element there of kind of passion knowledge and then examples uh, and, and just being able to yeah have, have that i mean there's always the non-fun stuff in any role isn't there but i i would just add i i agree like data can be a lot of fun especially if you use like ways to plot it visually and there's a lot of power well i get into nerd stuff at work we do like power bi reports and like let's put all this data into a donut and see what the donut looks like and it's like oh that's interesting let's plot it in this way data can be fun and data is your friend <laughs> data is needed need you need data that'd be a good that'd be a really good way of like giving bad news of a report like Here's a donut, and this is the icing, and here's the sprinkles. Sells it down. Small donut, do like, but... uh, create a Power BI, and I'm like, and here's a sad Sp- chart. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this one though. <laughs> yeah. The sprinkles are everyone who's unsubscribed to your mailing list. That would be a really, um... like, really creative way to sh- to give bad news. So there you go. That's that. Someone could use that as an example for when they're creating their marketing brief for you. Yeah. Or we should have said actually just use chat GPT and ask them how to. I should have just actually what I should have done how is do done do that, that type yeah. it in. I mean, we just, just played around with chat GPT, and we what did. I will say is, yeah, I wouldn't rely so- solely on that, but it can get you so far. Yeah. But I think the passion is very key. Because, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I did I did a I did type in. Um, uh, for my podcast just to see like I typed in like uh, find me a guest who likes craft beer and video games and it gave me a list of 10 people oh. and it was kind of like who did it give Whoa. you uh, mainly people who work in in video games which obviously that, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. like the way yeah. I need it right now because I know a lot of people in craft beer who like games but the the guy who's top of the list is someone who has been uh, recommended by oh, amazing. Uh, yeah. a brewer so I was like yeah so it's oh, not this like, is, I was like it's this not is legit like a level... I was like this is like totally separate like <laughs> this is this interview adjacent but i'm just genuinely curious of like so yeah. it's a level of someone that you'd have ability to contact it's not somebody that's sort of like mm-hmm. ceo of this like massive massive company kind of thing that's really no, interesting no, no. yeah i i don't know how it got the data or where it was from um but yeah it gave a little like you know a little bio of why they th- oh, think wow. that person would be good it's fun like, to just play around really with i think yeah. i i think um, it, i mean as as we said on our episode there is so much uh negative and positive to this sort of whole ai situation and i know it's potentially particularly like concerning for people that work in marketing with the way that it can just generate like i had it just generate the post for me um but i think i think there is some i yeah. did it to prove a a point i was like i'm just gonna have chat gpt just create this post for me with hashtags and everything but what i will say is i think the passion aspect of it that you talk about is really quite important because a bot can give you here is some hashtags that you might want to use and here's your post but like if you're putting a post up you're putting content up it is very clear when it is something you would say or something that feels genuine as opposed to something that has been yeah. generated i personally think 
Yeah, I think you you need to look at the trend right now. Of, of you know, just look at TikTok for example, or, or Reels, which obviously is basically the same thing. Like, how many hours you lose on that? Just watching people, and it's people doing like, yes, there's some dances, yes, there's like sketches, but it's, it's generally it's it's, yeah. it's seeing another you know, human being doing. Something, I lost that's the content, a lot of time watching someone of, play you... co- like covers of songs with spoons. <laughs> of course you like, did. Far too long, and then I showed my husband, and he was like, "I don't care about this." And I was like, "But." And then she says to me, "Led Zeppelin with uh, the spoons." (laughs) And then she turns around to me and she's like, "Why doesn't my my TikTok throw up the same videos that you get?" And I'm like, "Because you sit and watch stupid things for like hours, so that's what it keeps showing." Yeah, why is it all spoon based? You back spoons. Uh, I I get thrown real deep into like uh, well it's a lot of like LGBTQIA which is like great like really great videos there and then there's some like mental health TikTok and then there's some stand up comedy and then people playing spoons and and I sit and I'm like well I I then went I have to see this guy's profile because I want to know what other songs he does and I lost too much time what I'd love what I'd love is that it's not an algorithm. There's just a guy there who's like feeding these videos and be like, spoons? She likes spoons. She likes spoons. Yeah, I genuinely spoons. would love to think that there was some guy there going, look, we just hit her with this and she watched that. Spoons? spoons? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's worked. What do we, what do, we do next? He's done it. <laughs> oh. yeah. I, 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 for some reason, get a lot of um, the traffic stop oh. videos. No. no. Have you seen those ones? It's just people who have dash cams oh, and okay. being, they just film their interaction being I think I'd rather the spoons, to be honest. The spoons, they did a yeah, really great uh, cover yeah, of four, four, was it four non-blondes the, that I said, hey. That's yeah. what they did a great cover of that and that's what set me off. Yeah. And then I was like, you have to see this. And Rick's like, no, it's like 11 o'clock. I don't need to watch this guy. And I was like, all right, just for me, all for me then. <laughs> <laughs> wake, wake up wake up watch the spoons it was it was i follow him now i'm subscribed so there we go it worked uh, spoons worked it, it worked oh well it worked right you, I'll, I'll try I to find the spoons now, guy for you and i'll send it across but thank you so much because obviously now we've massively overrun and yeah. i'm just talking about spoons so thank you so 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 much it's been great for giving us your on. time it's been great to talk to you no again Absolutely thanks, love it. thanks for having me on well, just before you plug your stuff What's the latest video game you've been playing? And then you can plug all your things. Oh, well. So, this weekend I went to uh, WASD, uh, an indie festival. And the game that I was playing there that had just won two BAFTAs in like the video game awards. Oh, is that like... Yeah, uh, yeah, so that's the one where it's you're in the middle and they're all... It's hordes that come one after... That stresses me out. Yes, but... (laughs) It it does, but it's addictive, and I yeah. I can't put it down. I've been playing it this whole time. We've been uh, on this chat. You've I've been, been generating chat GPT responses you, you to you us, just... and then playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is all. Yeah, I'm, this is AI right now. No, but it's um, it's weird because all you do is move around, yeah. and you just get these power ups. Uh, that's pretty much it. So you can just, I you know, I sometimes um. Uh, I've got a seven-month-old, uh, <laughs> and I hold him in one hand, and now, now I can play. I can actually play a video game. Uh, I don't think I could time. hold a baby while um, doing that. I'd yeah, be so way I played too that. Out. 
Ah, it's fine. It's fine. You, you sat down. There's not much of a height. It's fine. It's all good. Um, but yeah, that that was a uh, that was really good. And yeah, as I say, it won it won um, it won two baths. It actually beat um, oh, Elden wow. Ring and God of War. Um, visually, so, you know, it's, it's very yeah. I was going to say very visually, game. it's very different. Oh yeah. And actual gameplay is completely yeah. different. That is like yeah. And it's also mm-hmm. not it's not a new concept either. But for some reason, this is the first time I've played this kind of game where I'm like, yes, I want to, I want to, I want to play it again, and I it, it, you know, keep coming back to it. Um, which you know, right now, that's you know, it, it's completely opposite to like the open world <laughs> games yeah. where you've got hours wasted. Like here, it's you know, you've got ten minutes and you like, jump out of it and in it. So, yeah, that's my. Um, amazing feel free to plug all your things we are beer your podcast whatever whatever you want to plug plug it yeah well i'll I'll start with the festivals because i probably uh (laughs) uh, should um so yeah uh so i'll just let the date so uh we have bristol coming first that's the 9th and 10th of june uh harborside uh then we have manchester on the 21st and 22nd of july at depot mayfield and then we have London Craft Beer Festival, the 11th and 12th of August, and that is at Tobacco Dock. Uh, and then, yeah, my podcast, Game Over Beer. Um, so it's a podcast where I invite guests on. They pick three beers and three games and um, tell us why they've picked them. Um, season one was out last year. I've since had a baby and moved house, so it's been very hard to get season two out. But got some amazing guests coming up i just need to sit down and actually talk to them um and i believe tori you might be uh maybe maybe we did we did talk about it we did talk about it so we'll see (laughs) yeah well season season two and three guests have uh uh, pretty much locked in but it gives me plenty of time to start playing all the games i've been buying so there we go (laughs) i built this lovely gaming pc (laughs) and now i've got to force myself to sit and play so (laughs) oh amazing cool thank you again so 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 much and um yeah hope to hope to see you at the festival soon and speak to you soon yeah, we and Joe, see you at Razor Bar. I'll be judging and trying not to be nice. <laughs> As usual, it's a really good, it's a really good time talking to Tommy. So easy to talk yeah. to, and um, kept him for entirely longer than we should have. This episode's Always. been long, comparatively. Really but I mean, he says something, and then I'm like, oh, I've got a question. Like now, I have a really good question that I want to ask. So. Um, yeah, it's it's always fun talking to him. I've, I do. Have, I feel like I've got so many like common interests with him as well that it's just yeah. like he'll say something like, "I've got another question." To ask. <laughs> but I do appreciate his patience and him sticking with us for so long because uh, I think he had a long day already and he had yeah. stuff to do before he came on with us. So massive thank you, Tom, and go check out his podcast. Go to the We Are Beer festivals. Um, yeah, any anything else you want to add, Joe? I mean, I think again, like I've got very similar things with him from an events kind of side you know i'm like nodding away to the things he's saying yeah and if, if you're someone that wants to get into events or get into into beer things like all of that was really good advice and definitely like the passion i don't think i think i would add in like think about your previous roles and things that you've done because a lot of what you've done before you can kind of transfer into doing things like that like problem solving creativity thinking outside the box like organizational skills like all of that is useful in those fields so you know you can do it 
<laughs> I saw. I mean, I've thought about that in the sense of like when I've looked at jobs and I'm like, okay, yeah. like from a project management perspective or a project coordinator perspective, I'm like, oh, you know, when I was doing project coordinator at the time and now project manager, I've gone like, oh, what could I handle this? Could I do this? And actually, when you look at skills like that, they are so transferable because you are called like you look at it and it's like you are coordinating yeah. and you are managing but instead of a uh, delivery of a piece of technology you're delivering yeah. a festival yeah. and you still have to have the same core skills so you know i think that's really it's quite true it's like look at the current job and what you do in those skills and go well actually what of this transfers if i just take the topic and change it to an event instead yeah. of this thing that I'm doing the work for. I was referred to as a professional cat herder the other day. That was a compliment yeah. from a colleague. <laughs> and a lot of that has come from working in wardrobe where I had to herd actors. <laughs> working as a teacher where I had to herd children. Being <laughs> in girl guiding where I have to herd children. And leaders sometimes, you know. But you, you can get the bits and pieces that you need to do it you may already be doing in your other hobbies yeah. in the other roles that you've done so you know if that's what you're interested in go for it mm. absolutely um so tori if people want to talk to you about beer and video games where can they get hold of you yeah you can absolutely talk to me about beer and video games or spoons people playing spoons. or people we'll playing spoons on things. tiktok i would talk obs. about beer video games and spoon players <laughs> because for some reason someone hand boning with a that set of spoons really really grabs my attention uh so yeah if you want to talk to me you can find me on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism or you can email me at adventures and optimism at gmail.com or you can find me on tiktok and send me your spoon videos um she'll watch them pg please i mean i don't want to watch it maybe i do like maybe watch rude spoon i don't know uh but don't you put can that out there. find me on tiktok i think i'm adventures on in optimism no spaces i think on tiktok or maybe spaces i don't know you'll you'll find me it'll be very obviously me um and then yeah you can reach us as a as a unit uh on instagram at a woman's brew or on gmail at our account a woman's brew podcast at gmail.com joe if people want to talk to you about their path into events in beer where can they get hold of you you can come talk to me because i did that um i think this podcast may have been part of it so you know you could start your own beer podcast don't be better than us though because that's not fair um, <laughs> there's space for everyone Joe. there's, there's space, space for everyone, everyone. there just is space be for everyone just don't be better than us um, no we can i can give you advice on starting a beer podcast as well um i have given fu- advice on starting yes a beer we have we have done that we don't actually gatekeep i promise no we don't we we want everyone to be out here because we've all got our own opinions Living their best life and we're yeah we've all got our own spin on things come join us in the crazy podcast land <laughs> in podcast land if you know you know uh but you, you can ask know. me about that at my beer school which is love beer learning and i am on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and pinterest or you can come to my website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk or email me lovebeerlearning at gmail.com right oh i finished my beer me too i've just got squash now so on that note cheers podcast land cheers